my understanding, most pastors don't want to go there. They don't want to think about doing it uh, because they're concerned uh, about what you might think. And, and, and so they avoid it, even though they know it should be preached, but they avoid it because of what people might think. It has to do with giving. And uh, pastors feel like when we are okay, I don't want to talk about that. We're satisfied. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want them to think that I'm after their money. And and so they leave that out. Uh, But certainly, while I was praying this week, I felt like the Lord was speaking to me to talk to you about this. And once I feel that way, I'm going there because I know that this is what God wants for his children. The matter of giving in the scripture is not God's threat on your life or you got to give me something. God doesn't want it. He doesn't want to take anything from you. He has all things. That's not the purpose. God is not in the business of taking anything from you so you can suffer want or lack. The purpose is, is really for us. And so I will go there and talk about that this morning. Father, I just ask that you give me wisdom and understanding in your word and help me to proclaim the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I titled this message, On the Wings of Your, your Tithe. On the Wings of Your Tithe. I need to read a scripture before I go into this message. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, of all the nations. So we as Christians, we have been called, pastors, you included, if you are a child of God, God has called you to go into the world, not just one nation, but to make disciples, in other words, make followers of Christ in all nations. That's our responsibility. Jesus turned his mission statement to us. He said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. And here he is saying to us, go, I'm sending you not just to Israel, but to all nations. I want you to make followers of God from every nation in the world. I want you to do that. And that's what we're doing. And the Ark Fellowship is committed to doing that. Our church, we have no lack. I mean, God's blessed us. We can pay our bills. I don't even have a sleepless night or even thought of it. It's going to be there. Because God is with us and God will provide regardless. So I'm not going to the message because we have need. No, we have no need. You and I have need. And God needs to meet our needs. That's the purpose for this message. So that God can meet our needs. He said, go into the world, all the world, make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you, even to the end of the age. And then he said, Amen. So be it. So be it. Teach them to observe. 
I have, Angel and I, we have to teach those coming to God to observe not just some things, but all things that I have commended you. Why? Because when you teach them to observe all things that I've commanded you, we open the windows of heaven so that God can pour his blessings upon their lives. So a pastor does the people disservice when they hold back because of fear. They have to tell the people the truth. So teaching them all things that I have commanded you. And he said, Lo, I am with you. So when a pastor is teaching what Jesus has commanded, guess who is with him? To confirm the words that are spoken with signs following. Jesus confirms the word when he's spoken out with boldness. Peter and the others cried in Acts chapter 4, Give us boldness to speak the word and confirm your word with signs, with miracles. And I believe as you speak the word with boldness, God confirms it in the lives of the people and they want more of him. That's the truth of the word of God. Let me ask this question. But let me explain first what the tithe is. The tithe in the word of God is the tenth part of your total income. God says is mine. Bring it to me. He's not saying, give me a gift. No. He says, bring it to me. He's mine. Bring it to me. Not give me as a gift. No. He doesn't consider it a gift. The tenth of the total of your income, God says, is his. Bring that thing to him. But let me ask you. Does God want everybody to pay time? No. God's not calling the whole world to pay time. He's only asking the redeemed. Would you agree with me? He's not telling the people out there to pay time to his work. No. He's only speaking to his people. Only the redeemed. You are a privileged people. God is called you. He's not just calling you so he can get from you. He has all things. This is God's way of pouring into your life. You are special. That's why he's asking you to do this so the door will be open so he can bless you. That's what this is all about. God is not calling everyone to pay tithe. The tithe is very, very holy to God. We go back to that scriptures. This is a holy thing to God. Your tithe, when God says something is holy, it is holy. Let me read this scripture to you so you can understand what's going on. This is a, people want to be spiritual. This is so spiritual. If you miss it, you'll miss a lot in your life. It's so spiritual. Let me tell you what go, what's going on. According to Hebrews chapter 7 verse 8. He says here, that's where we live. In the world where we live, moral men receive tithes. In the church, when you pay your tithe, we'll receive it from you. That's what we do. But there, he receives them. Who receives them? 
Jesus. You think you are just giving it to a church, but it passes in the, in the spirit realm. He passes from your hand and Jesus receives it and before his father, presents it to his father. Your life can never be the same. He says, here, mortal men, people that die, they receive tithes. But there he received them, of whom it is witness that he lives. So your tithe is, even though you think you are paying it to a church, it's not, it's not here. The church will do whatever they want. But in the spirit realm, God has already taken them as you bring them to him. And he's presenting it to his father that this is the gift that you've brought back to him. You've given him what belongs to him. You honored him. And you know what God said? Those who honor me, I will honor. When God decides to honor a person, that's real honor. Amen? People will honor you because they will see his mark upon your life. A lot of Christians today, this is a very low percentage of Christians in church that pay their tithe. Very, very low. Many are struggling with it. And so, the, and, and the devil is so sure, he doesn't want them to think that what's going on in their life has anything to do with that. They can never even think, he won't even allow it. So they're constantly reasoning with what's going on. They have forgotten that this is something that God has commanded you to do. It's a privilege. He is a way for God to reach you and bless you. You are, like my wife and I said, nobody can hurt you like you can hurt yourself. You're hurting yourself. God, God said in the Old Testament, I don't need money. I got all things. I don't need cattle. I created them. I don't need your sacrifices. I have everything. It's for you, not for me. For you. So that he can bless you. You hurt yourself. When you do that to yourself, you're really hurting yourself. God is a good God. He wants to bless. He can't help himself. He, he loves it when he blesses. Jesus will go miles just to bless people. He'll go to their homes and do all kinds of things, going across the ocean, even when there is a storm, so that he can bless some people. He said, we're going across because those there out there, they need me. I have to be with them also. They need the blessing. That's the God that we serve. He's not taking anything from you. He wants to give to you. He's a good God. And he wants to do good things to everybody. So that the world will know that he is a good God. The world, they are lying about God. If tornado comes and pulls down their house, they keep asking, why did God do this? You know, as if God is a bad God, you know. God, why did God allow this? And this is one way that God shows himself strong on the behalf of his people. When you pay your tithe and you start doing, you are connected with God, he protects you. And the world will know that you belong to him. This is so important. So, what's the purpose for the tithe? First of all, you need to know, let me read in Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30. It says that all the tithe, how much of the tithe? All the tithe of the land, that's God's people. 
the family of God. Whether of seed or of the land or of the fruit of the, the tree, it doesn't matter. Is the Lord's. What did God say? It is holy to the Lord. What you are giving to God is holy to Him. You present something holy to God when you present your tithes to Him and Jesus receives it in heaven, something holy to the Lord, He can just blink, okay, He's just done that. No, that's very special to the Lord. And that's why when you start digging, your, taking that which is holy and diverting it to something that is not what God considers holy, that's not a good place to be. Think about it. That's not a good t- place to be. You don't want to do that. You remember the, the people in Babylon? They were drinking with the cups that God considered holy. And a, a finger came and wrote on the wall, this is your last day, <laughs> kind of stuff. That's how it is. You can't take what God considers holy and, and take it to yourself and assign it to something that he doesn't consider holy. You have to give it to him. So we need to know that. What's the purpose for the tithe? Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out, pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. So what's the purpose for the time? Why does God want you to pay your tithe? The first thing you must understand is because of his work. So that there will be food in my house. Not hamburgers in the church. Amen? Food in my house. In other words, God has an agenda to reach the world. He wants the world to be preached to. He wants the people to hear the gospel. But preaching the gospel requires money. We have to pay the bills. Otherwise, we have to put this, this house on foreclosure. Because we can't pay our bills. We can't pay, pay the workers in church. We can't do these things. And so the work of God cannot go on if everybody is not paying the tithe. And if we're not doing that, we are holding back God's mission in the world. Jesus has only one purpose in the world today. We have a lot of needs. His only need is more children for God. When we help him to get more children for him, and we get very excited about that, watch out what's going to happen to you. Now, I love it in Africa. Somewhere there, they, they were telling me the stories. They are waiting for pastor to tell them the next project. The next project that the house of God has for outreach to win more souls. They're waiting for it. And, and if pastor is not doing it, they're wondering, what's happening to pastor these days? He hasn't come up with a new project. We need to give. I heard a minister who visited that church, came back to the United States, and said, I've never seen anything like this because they were pleading with them, please stop giving. And here we are. Look at what's happening to us. And now, God's blessed that church so much, they have jets, not one. Jets for ministry in Africa. 
Because when you honor God, He honors you. You think God will give the ministry jets and the people will be suffering? That's never going to... Where is the jet coming from? It's coming from them. As long as they put their heart in the work of God, God begins to bless them so that his house will have food. And notice what he says. He said, so that there will be food in my house. And he says, try me, try me. You try me. If I will not open the windows of heaven, because that's my purpose. I want the windows of heaven opened in your life so that I can pour my blessings upon your life. That's what the word is. And this, what we are speaking of now, is holy. Very, very holy to God. God won't have it in the scriptures if it's not holy. It's not just, well, a, a message to preach this side. No, this is very, very important. God said you can't serve God and money. So God brought money up to the level of himself, right? And if you are acting this way towards God, we know who your God is. Uh, hello? We know who your God is. When the church may not know, pastor may not know, he knows. He knows what's going on there. I would never in this life make money my God. It's, it's a tool to serve my God. I was sharing with the men on Saturday. It's so important. When you think of yourself, what do you think of yourself as? For me, I am first a Christian before I'm a black man. That's very important to me. That's what guides my decisions in life. This, the serving of God is so important to me. It's life and death. I am first a Christian before I'm a black man. I am first a Christian before I'm an American. I am first a Christian before I'm a Nigerian. If you cross that path, will pathways, even if you are my brother from another mother. Oh, yes. It's so important. This kingdom of God must take hold of your heart. You must go after it. And this is why I know in my life today, it's not because of employment or what's happening in the Ark Fellowship. I have decided poverty can never be a part of my life. It's settled. It just cannot be. It's settled. It's, it's settled. Because my mind is made up. God will have to die first. And that's impossible. Before I was suffer. I'm not going to depend on anybody but Him. If one door closes, he's, I will be looking, where's the next door you are opening, oh God? <laughs> I need to see the next door. Where is it? Because I'm committed to his work. I'm not asking you to pay that I pay. I, everything that comes in. I'm very careful about that. I don't, I don't, I've never, it's been over 30 years since I've been a Christian. I don't play with that thing. It's very important to me that my God knows I am committed to his cause. I want him to know that. So I make up my mind before I leave home. 
I'm going to give it to him. It's a privilege. You've got to think about this. That same God that walked with Joseph, I got a connection to that God. Think about it. And it's a privilege for me to take to him, just like Joseph took to him. I am equal to Joseph. Amen. If Joseph found favor with God, I got one. And moreover, I've been touched by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Joseph didn't have that. I'm special. You are special too. Amen. Look, if you don't believe the word, then just, just go out do whatever you want to do. If you are going to serve God, go all the way. Go all the way. You will never truly experience this God until you go all the way. Jesus said, if you put your hand on the plow and you look back, you are not fit for the kingdom. Many people are hesitating. They are not going to go all the way. They are concerned about what people think. They are constantly concerned about their own life. What I'm going to eat. What my, what's going to happen to my children. My children's education. As long as Jesus lives, He's going to provide for my... The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He is my provider. He is my provider. He's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of my children. I don't have to worry. He promises He's going to take care of them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Haven't become a curse for us. Poverty is a curse of the law. That's something to rejoice about. Sickness is a curse of the law. Spiritual death is a curse of the law. You can't be a Christian and have no understanding. God's given us His Spirit to understand the things of God. You have been born from above. He says so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us, the Gentiles. The blessing of Abraham. What blessings of Abraham? Abraham was called in Genesis chapter 12. God said, come, come out from this, this your, your parents and your, your brothers. I'll do worshipers, follow me. And he says, I'll bless you. I will make your name great. That's Genesis chapter 12. By Genesis chapter 13 verse 1, the Bible is saying, the man Abraham was very rich. Oh yes. And if you read in Genesis, Abraham knew to pay tithes. Even before he preached, I preached to him about it. He knew to pay tithes. When he came back from the battle to bring back Sodom and Gomorrah, when they had a problem, the king of Sodom came and was giving him some presents. He said, I don't want to take that from you. Because later you will say, you made Abraham rich. You see, he's rich. That's all my wealth. That's... Abraham said, I'm not taking a penny from you. I don't want you to have the privilege of saying you made me rich. So when he left, God blessed him. That's the blessing of Abraham. God did the same thing with Isaac. He said the man began to prosper. And continued to prosper. Until he became very prosperous. And the Philistines envied him. 
Every, all his neighbors envied him. And that's what God is saying. God has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a cause for us. That the blessings of Abraham might come upon us the Gentiles. If I want to find out where the curses are, curse of the law, they are in, Gen- they are in Deuteronomy. Go to the Old Testament, the books of Moses. The law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came through our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you apply the truth in your life. Not just be hearers alone, but doers of the word. He says if you are a hearer of the word and not a doer, you are not blessed in your deed. But when you hear the word of God and you make up your mind, I'm going to do what God says. When you have that kind of a heart, God notices in heaven and says, watch him, watch him now, watch him now. He's about to do what we said and we cannot fail him. That's why God said in Isaiah 55, my word will not return to me void. God watches over his word to perform it. A lot of Christians are too afraid to act on the word. They won't step out of the boat. They keep testing the water, of, uh, the water to see if it will hold their weight. And every time they do that, they stay back in the boat. No miracles. They can't walk on water. You've got to do that. When you pay your tithe, you demonstrate to the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness that you are an integral part of the kingdom of light. Amen. They know. They recognize it. I've seen people who are demon possessed. They say we know them. Amen. We can tell the good people what they mean is born again Christians. We can tell the good people from the bad people. I say, who are the good people? I say, that one is, that one is. Those, they were those that were born again. I heard this from a demon-possessed girl that I was trying to help. Amen. So they know when you are connected to him, and when you pay your tithe, you're saying, God, I'm not depending on my resources. I'm depending on you. So I can afford to let this go. It's an act of faith, you know. Faith always is rewarded. You let it go by an act of faith and God receives it. He says, he trusts me. And he never fails you. It's when you hesitate that you pay the price for it. When you hesitate, be it unto you according to how you believe in. If I, I believe that if you start with God today, there was a pastor that said to his congregation, because they were not paying their tithe, he didn't know what to do. He said to them, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to, make, I'm going to record everything that you pay. But I encourage you, please pay your tithe. And I will record everything that you're paying with, with regards to tithe. At the end of the year, if things are not better for you, you can come to us, tell us what's going on, and we'll give, refund every money. Everything you paid. He did that because he was desperate. At the end of the year, he announced, if things were not better for you, pay your tithe, please come. Guess what? Not one soul. God had turned everything around in the lives of the people. That pastor was really smart <laughs> because he changed their lives. Not what the church got. He changed their lives. It's a demonstration. When you pay your tithe, you are honoring God's ordinance. You honor God's ordinance to bless the redeemed. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6 through 7. He says, for I am the Lord, 
I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed. O sons of Jacob, yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? You see, when you are not paying your tithe, God sees you as walking away from him, turning your back on him. That's, if you read the whole passage, that was, all of that, that was what God was talking about. He says, return to me. You're turning your back on me. You're walking away from me. You're not keeping my ordinance. You're not honoring my ordinance. But the trouble is, while they are hurting themselves, they're not even aware. They're saying, in what way are we to do this? I mean, we're not doing anything wrong. God says, come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to me. It is also a clear evidence that you have respect to the covenant you have with God. Every child of God is a covenant person. Let me tell you what. God makes a general covenant for his people. But then God goes into making one-to-one covenant with the individuals within the covenant. Let me explain. David was living under the covenant for the whole children of Israel. But then God entered into a covenant with David, one-to-one, within the umbrella of the big covenant. And God said, through you, I will bring this Christ. It was a covenant between him and, and God. And God kept his covenant. David was very clear about that. David pled with the Lord. He said, please, make sure this covenant is kept. So God can enter into a covenant with you. When you make a covenant with God and say, God, today I have been hurting financially. When God is against you for what you're doing, no anointed preacher can leave that thing off. No matter how hard the prayer is screaming, it's not going to work. All to obey is better than sacrifice. And to hearken than the facts of ram. For disobedience is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as the sin of idolatry. When you know the word of God and there is something in you that says, I'm not going to do that, that's stubbornness. You are practicing witchcraft. That's what it is. You may argue and say, that's not real, but that's what God says. I have to be away from that kind of thing. So when you do that, you honor God. And you must also know this. God will not bless a thief. God doesn't bless thieves. No man can see it, but he does. When you take God's tithe, God considers it stealing. That's just the truth. He said, can a man rob God? Can a man, will a man rob God? Malachi 3 verse 8 and 9. Will a man rob God? Yet you robbed me. But you say, in what way have you robbed you? We robbed you, God. How can we get to you to get anything from you? This doesn't make sense. God says, well, but you robbed me. In tithes and offerings. 
when you take that which belong, when, that God has designated for his work, you're stealing from him. And so he said, you are cursed with a curse. In other words, this is right, is so, because the blessings of Abraham will no longer be operating in your life. And things will begin to go wrong, and you don't know why. We can make that straight today. Ride the wings of your tithe to serious prosperity. God always will test you. Some of us, maybe you don't pay your tithe. Start doing it today. It's not that the church needs money. I can guarantee you we are okay. When I need something financial for our church, I'm not going to call you. I call him. And I wait for him to give it to me on Sunday. And he's been faithful since the very day we started. This church had never lacked. Six months into uh, the start of our church, we bought a brand new, a new uh, bought a building there. The last one we moved from. Six months, we had the money to do it. We were able to raise probably close to 30000 not quite 30000 in three months. I don't know if we were up to 30. Were we up to 30, Pastor Wendy? I don't think so. But God did it. I believe God wants to bless the Ark Fellowship, and God will bless you. I know that this is not a popular message, but I've got to obey God. But I believe it's for you and your family. If you're not a part of this church, you're visiting, please, wherever God has called you, do this for God. Not for the church, not for pastor. Let it be between you and Him. Jesus said, when you pray to God, go to the closet, your, your closet, right? And pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret, what would He do? He reward you openly. I don't care if you give. I don't want to know whether you're giving or not. I don't, I don't even check. I don't want to know who is giving and who is not giving. That's not my job. But I encourage you to give to the Lord. And give your offerings, not only to this ministry, but other ministries as well. Guess what? I do that constantly. I do that. I give to a ministry. And our church is doing the same thing. Why? Because I want the windows of heaven to be open. So that God will pour his blessings upon us. Jesus said, No man can serve two masters. You will either be loyal to the one and be disloyal to the other. You will either love one and you will hate the other one. When you are not doing what God calls you, you are not, you're not following him. If you love God, you will obey his commandment. That's what the scripture says. You cannot serve God and money. When you're having a hard time paying your tithe, it's a very clear indication there is a problem with love of money. That's just the truth. You may not admit it. If a true Christian and understand it, and you are having a hard time, it's not just you. Everyone has a hard time. Everyone has a hard time. If you think it's large, think about a man who is making a million dollars. He has to give to the church a hundred thousand dollars. He's got to think about that. It's equal. 
If you're having a hard time, you have a soft spot in your life that Satan is going to take advantage of. Remember what Jesus said, what the Bible says. The love of money is the root of all evil. This is the way I demonstrate to God that thing doesn't matter to me. You are more important to me. I'll give it to you. What belongs to you is coming to you, God. I'm not going to even debate it. I'm not going to even think about it. It's coming right to you. Amen? Stand up with me this morning. I know this is very solemn, but this is the truth. I pray for prosperity for our church constantly. I will be glad as God begins to prosper the members of our church, and including our visitors. If you're here today, believe me, I gave you something by the grace of God that could change your life forever. God will test you to see if you are faithful. You may pay a tithe for maybe a year and you're saying nothing is happening. You see, God doesn't settle at the end of the month. <laughs> he settles when he's satisfied. Then once he's satisfied, sky is the limit. Amen? Nobody's going to hold you back anymore. God says, I trust this person. I'll do business with him. And things will begin to change. And your friends will begin to ask questions. What's going on? Say, I've been paying my tithe in secret. Lift your hands up to the Lord this morning. Amen. Enter into a covenant with God. This morning. That you will obey God. And promptly. Promptly. Remember what the scripture says. He who puts his hand on the plow and hesitates is not fit for the kingdom. Father, I thank you. What you gave to me, I've given to your people. I know that one day we'll all stand before you in judgment for reward. Lord, I pray that you will reward us here while we are on the earth. Give us a heart according to your word that will obey you and do what you've said in your word so that we can reap all the benefits of the work of the cross. I pray for your people. Bless them today. Let your blessings come upon them and overtake them. Forgive those who have held back in the in the past, as they make a covenant with you. Forgive, O oh God, and let this day be a day of new beginning in their lives. I speak your blessings over them and upon their children as well. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer this morning as we commit to obey you. He who loves me will keep my word. We commit to keep to keep in your words to this, this morning, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Pastor Andy, come and help us as we close. Lord, it was truly good to be in your house this morning. Lord, I thank you for touching those who came forward today, Lord God. Thank you. 
thank you, Lord. Lord, I, I want to thank you for the word of God that went forth. I thank you for a pastor, Lord God, that will preach and teach the word of God. That he will not hold back. That he always preaches the truth. Lord, I pray your blessings upon each and every family today. I ask, Lord God, that you would be with us as we go to our homes. I ask, Lord God, that may your peace just uh, settle in their homes today, Lord God. And, Lord, that you have blessings throughout this next week. Lord, we look forward again, once again, this Wednesday, Lord, to come back into your house. Just to be in your presence. Just to be with your people, Lord God. And to hear your word. And, Lord, we look forward to being with you. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all.